Hey there, guys. It's Gobby here. Welcome back to Monday Morning Espresso. I am super thrilled to be able to sit down and talk with you again today. It's been so fun just thinking through this story this week of Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones and really trying to apply it practically to my life. I have found I kind of have this propensity when I am going through something difficult or I'm struggling with something internally to try to just, I don't know, figure it out in my mind or see what someone else thinks um, or something like that, try to comfort myself in some kind of way. But really reading through this story, and as we found out last week, the power of preaching the word to yourself is something that is so, so beautiful. And I don't know if you've been practicing that this past week, like I have, um, when I remember, I am not perfect, trust me. But Even today, even this morning, like I woke up with some discouragement in my heart about some things and just not feeling well physically. And after some time of like doing this and that and dilly dallying, whatever, I was like, oh my goodness, I really just need to get into the word and see what the word says about this. So I did and I opened the Bible and it was like that fresh wind came into my bones again. And I'm so thankful that the word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword because, man, it really, really can change everything. Um, Last week, we went through Ezekiel 37 all the way through verse 8, and we talked about uh, Ezekiel's faith in believing that God could bring something dead back to life, and then we talked about how he used his words per the Lord's instruction to prophesy over the dead bones and how he saw this miracle of flesh and muscle and sinew coming together and attaching to these bones and basically these dead bones coming back to life. But we kind of left it on a cliffhanger note. I'm going to read verse 8 to you again, which says, Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. So that's where we left it off last week. The power of the word of God spoken over these dead bones did perform a miracle, but there was still something missing after the miracle, and that was the breath of life inside of these bodies. So what happens next, I think, is really key, really vital to our faith, to our dreams, to anything that we have seen in our lives that has has died, that is beyond speaking the word and believing the word for your life. So let's read verse 9, which says, Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Ah, just picture this in your mind. First, you see this miracle of death, bones, dry bones, getting covered again in warm flesh and living muscle. And then you see 
there's something still missing. Do you ever feel that way? Like, okay, I see a miracle. Like something that was dead, it's looking like something that's alive again. But there's still something missing. And that's like this valley of people that are just sitting there waiting. Okay, I'm a miracle, but I need the breath of God breathed into me. A while back when I was studying this, I wrote in my Bible a little note next to the part about the flesh and sinew coming back onto the bones. Um, And it just says, I did what you told me. The framework is there, but there is still death, not life. Send your wind now. And um, I think it's really, really cool that I wrote that a couple months ago when I was reading this, and now we're talking about it here and getting just this beautiful revelation of what does this mean exactly. And really everywhere that I look, the commentaries, I haven't done a huge in-depth study, but it does seem like there is some uh, consistency with the agreement of what this means. Like that first part, that's like preaching, like you preaching to yourself, like I talked about last week, or you getting preached to at church or whatever, you hear a great word and you have faith and you believe that the dead can come back to life, that your calling will come to pass, even though it looked impossible. Now you believe that it will still happen because you believe the word of God. But then what? Then what do you need to do? What the consensus seems to be is that's the preaching and the spirit, this prophesying to the wind is the prayer, the prayer that animates the breath of God into your life, the prayer that welcomes the Holy Spirit to come and breathe that wind into it and really say, God, this is you, this belongs to you, and I need your breath on this and removing your flesh from doing the work to accomplish it because you already know that that will only end up in a valley of dry bones. You can't do it on your own. You need him. And the way that we invite him in is we get on our knees and we say, Spirit of God, come. All of it is here and I lay this all before you. Please come and breathe your wind into this situation, relationship, calling, dream, heart, whatever it may be that you are praying, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and breathe onto this. Prayer is absolutely vital in the life of a God dreamer, in the life of a believer in general, because prayer is like when we really understand that there is a divinity, this God who loves us so much that is the one who accomplishes it all. And as we get on our knees and we invite him to partner with us, that's when the miracles really happen. There are a couple of amazing things that I got to read. Um, One is just a little commentary by Meyer. I'm sorry, I don't know exactly who that is, but I wanted to read this to you because I thought it just kind of summed it up. This is his commentary on these verses. And he says, When you have done your best and have failed of the highest results, prophesy to the Spirit. Cry to the four winds, because he may come in the icy north wind of tribulation or the warm west wind of prosperity, but speak with the assurance of, Thus saith the Lord God, Come. The Lord commanded Ezekiel to do this prophetic word. 
which is really what he's saying here at the end of his little commentary, thus saith the Lord God, come. So the Lord asked Ezekiel to speak it, and Ezekiel spoke it, so he knew it would happen. But I also love this part of like, he may come in the icy north wind of tribulation or the warm west wind of prosperity. I know that I harp on this a lot, but really this seems to be the message that God is really trying to instill down into the depths of my being and the message that he is wanting me to put into other people's hearts is, you know, sometimes, often, the miracle happens in the suffering. So I love how he said that icy wind, north wind of tribulation that may be your miracle. I know that that can be really, really hard to swallow, especially when you're in the midst of it. Like, I don't understand how a good God could let this kind of thing happen. But oh, if we could just really grab on to this truth that the way of Christ is a way of suffering. And as we suffer, through a tribulation that he has allowed to come into our lives, we really get to gain Christ in a new way. Look at what he's done for us. The God of the universe came and wrapped himself in human flesh and suffered the great indignity not only of dying on the cross, but also of having to come face to face with the brutal reality of what it is to be human. I can't even imagine, I mean... I even just picture like, say, royalty, someone who's been royalty their whole life, having to go into the streets of India and live like that for a day. Imagine, that would be very hard for someone who has grown up being served hand and foot and not knowing really any discomfort. But God, the great and mighty, most omnipotent being in all of the universe, decided to descend to heaven, from heaven, become a baby, go through all the pains of life, and ah, come face to face with seeing all oh, these humans. Their suffering is so intense, and their ugliness is so real, but I love them so dearly that I will go through this life with them, and then I will get these whippings on my back and these piercings in my wrists and my feet and this sword in my side and this crown on my head and these this spit in my face because I love them and who are we to think that we can do any better without tribulation the fact is that we cannot and if you really are here loving Jesus and wanting to make him known then tribulation will absolutely be a part of your life because it's the same for us if we do not know what the love of God looks like in the middle of suffering, then we cannot preach a true gospel. So if you're going through that icy wind of tribulation, oh, friends, invite that spirit to animate your dreams too. Something beautiful will come of it. And if it's the warm west wind of prosperity, Hallelujah! Praise God that you're in that season and that you can bless and bless and bless with that prosperity and feel just how very loved you are.
No matter what, you're loved. But we all know that when you get a blessing and you know it's a kiss from Jesus, gosh, that's just beautiful. So I think my uh, encouragement today is just pray. Like as you speak the word over your life and you see the truth about the promises that God is for you. He is not against you. He has given you a purpose and a calling. He has called you before you were born. He has woven before time something great for you to do on this planet for the kingdom. Well, once those promises are sinking deep into your heart, get on your knees and pray. Oh, Spirit, four winds come and blow upon this, however you will, however you choose, and I will become your army. I love how it just says they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Like, let's go to battle with God. And be those miracle soldiers that he's created us to be. What a privilege. Later in verse 12, and I will close with this. It says, prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. When this happens, you will know that I am the Lord. And I don't know, I'm going to cry just thinking about this. It's so beautiful. Thinking back to two podcasts ago when I was talking about Lazarus and how you have to be brave enough to take that tombstone away from the thing that is dead for God to come in and say, back to life, back on your feet. And here in Ezekiel, it says the same thing. I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. He's gonna do it. Don't doubt him. His promises are sure and true. And even when it looks like all is lost, it is not lost. He's on the move and he is for you. And he is opening those graves and breathing his breath upon you. I cannot wait to see how life comes back into your calling, into your hearts, into those places that seem dead inside of you that God's warm breath will breathe upon and bring back to life. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear if this is encouraging you. If you are joining us for the first time, please go back a few podcasts and listen to all of these recent podcasts that are just about death coming back to life. I really think they'll encourage you. Leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, contact me through gobbyruth.com. I would love to hear from you. If you're really needing another boost of encouragement, last week I wrote a blog post called It's Going to Be Okay. The truth about those days you feel useless. It's really... Uh, Something just to remind you of the unfailing love of God and how he loves you so much. No matter what you feel like your use or uselessness is today. So go check that out on the blog. Um, you guys are awesome. I really, really am praying that these words of hope have inspired and encouraged you. And that the enemy is not going to have his way today. 
because we are deciding to believe in the miracles of our great miracle-working God. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you next time.